Hey guys, Dustin Wynn, and you're listening to Bat Force Radio. Hey, this is Scott Snyder, and you're listening to Bat Force Radio. This is Paul Dini, listening to Bat Force Radio. This is Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman, and you're listening to Bat Force Radio, so stay tuned. I wish we could get James on tonight. <laughs> He's telling me how much he hates it. And that's what I wanted to hear. I wanted to hear why. Uh, well, I fucking I wanted to hear from this, the... It's the alpha, man. It's a shitty alpha, man. <laughs> Yo, man. Yo, yeah, that's what he's on. He hates the military alpha. Who the fuck... How's Alfred gonna fucking tell him to I'll kill be... people, man? Yeah, man. <laughs> what kind of fucking alpha tells him to kill people, man? That was one of the same thing on why he, why he dislikes it so much. It's because it's so it's so uh, it's such a departure from like class like the classic characteristics of the traditional Batman that he doesn't like it. Well, yeah, but I mean, uh, well, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. <laughs> Welcome back to Bat Force Radio, your DC Batman podcast with no limits. Real big treat here tonight. Tonight, I'm your host, Dad Dio, co-publisher of DC Comics. That's right, we're going to do a reboot. Um, anyhow, uh, let's go around the roundtable tonight. Let's, talk, let's see who's in the room tonight to talk about this this comic book. We're going to be going over Batman Earth 1, Volume 2. Okay, let's see. Who we have tonight? We got Robin D. Cross from Canada. Domo Arigato. We got Grandpa Batman from Dallas, Texas. Keto. We got the Bad Force Times over in New York. We got Slam Dunk Dave over in Jersey. Killer ham, egg and cheese. And ladies and gentlemen, making his return to the Bad Force Radio again, we got the one, the only, the infamous, the Trunkler from Chicago. What's going on, guys? Uh, also in the wings, we got Bad Force Tom from California. Hey, guys, how's it going? Just uh, taking some things over here real quick. <clears throat> Anyways. Oh, fuck. <laughs> So, uh, guys, uh, who wants to get started? We're going to go to... Uh, actually, before we do that, uh, I think Bad Force Tom has a question. Yeah, Dan, thanks. Uh, <clears throat> thanks for bringing me and Dan. Anyways, um, it's fucking crazy, guys. Dan, Dan, that, Dan. That was... Dan, I can't wait to meet you in Los Angeles next week. Okay, <laughs> it's going to be great. You Have you come over to the DC offices, let you rummage through my log books of outside of comic books. It's going to be fantastic. I've got some story ideas I want to run, run by you, but, you know... you got to wait for the reboot for that one, boy. <laughs> I, shouldn't, I shouldn't even kid around about that. Our listeners be like, "What the fuck?" Do you have a Blue Beetle story? Because I love the Blue. <laughs> Frank Miller wanted to do it. What was that? Ragman or some shit? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Frank. Okay, okay but uh, how about another Batman? You know, funny story about Frank Miller. He came to the offices and he said he bring, he plops down this uh, outline for DKR four, and he goes, uh, "You know, I worked on the three. Now you guys owe me the four. So we kind of just shoved it under the couch for a second, and we distracted him with exerces. <laughs> uh, Trunkler, so uh, we left a, uh, a big hint last week, or uh, last episode, uh, telling the people that we were going to have you back. And uh, oh. we mentioned to them, uh, you were free because you got rid of your entire family. 
<laughs> and got one rid of. got rid got got rid of him. Took care of him in oh. one fell swoop. Fuck boy. Yep. They're in uh they're in about they've been divided up into about five different deep dishes around the Chicagoland area. Actually, uh no, my wife and kids uh went back to my home country and I've been a free man. Oh, they're enjoying oh, some blood sausage over in Romania, huh? Damn. Yeah, and I'm, I haven't cooked one meal yet here, so. Oh my god! Fuck, man, your your ass must hate you, man. Like you are hardcore. You like deported your family. <laughs> I, I I just hope that Trump pulls those green cards before uh, he gets kicked out of office. Why? You're a free man. <laughs> I'm just saying, pull their, pull their, uh... No, oh, yeah. yeah, pull them, pull, yeah, yeah, pull them, yeah, pull yeah. Them. He wants <laughs> them, yeah, he wants them to, to show their papers yeah. and not be, uh... Meanwhile, Trunks has his Homer Simpson bear claw slippers on at home, just chilling. Looking, doing the moonwalk with the Homer's out of this world waffle and the butter <laughs> stick wrapped in one layer of a waffle, yeah. This Trunk. I, I, I love thinking about Trunkler, like, open his coat pocket and just, like, a ream of tied-to-go pens, like, spilling out. So like every time he's got to go to work, he finds like a new sauce stain on his shirt. So he just like just tied to, <laughs> tied to go pens that shit out right they, before work. They they made a special one for him. It's like the pilot marker thick ones. It's like trunk <laughs> jams that shit on his shirt. He's got one. He's got the tied to go pen where like if you hold it upside down, the lady the lady loses her clothes and gets naked. <laughs> right, what are we doing? What are we doing tonight? Uh, we got Earth. A- uh, Batman Earth One Volume Two, Jeff Johns, Gary Frank, right? Yeah, Part we did the two of our coverage of this uh, story arc so far. So. If you guys who are listening to this, uh, we covered the first volume a couple of weeks back, yeah. and uh, we're rounding out this one. They haven't done the, the third one yet, right? It's in the works. Yeah, in the works. Word on the street is 100 pages are done, so whatever that means. You know? But uh, Gary Frank's a busy man these days, you know, cranking out that doomsday clock, you know, one issue every couple of months. So uh, good things come to those who uh, wait a long time, right? As long as we get it, though. See, I don't want to get into too much. That's my only concern. Only one concern with Black Label is the freedom they're all getting. You know, I'm hoping we're not getting two volumes or two issues of each thing and we have to wait, like, a year for the third to conclude. You know, so. You think they're really going to let them, like, have their own deadlines like that, though? I'm sure they talked to them and said, hey, you know, let's do once a month. Well, but why I mean, don't we ask Dan? I mean, Dan's in the building, yeah. right? Oh, hey, hey, Dan, hey, Dan, get up on the fucking phone. He's going to put me on the spot over here. <laughs> but, uh, no, I mean, so, so you probably gave them a, you know, one-month deadline. But, I mean, with the talent you, that they got, finally, Bermejo can do whatever the fuck he wants. We've got, yeah, we've got the... Uh, we got John two Murphy, offices. Right? We got two offices in the basement of DC Comics that we've converted into uh, into uh, 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 torture chambers, and we got Liebermeho in, in the in the cuffs and the straps in one. We got the other one with Sean Murphy, and we're just just demanding work from each of them every day, one page, <laughs> one full page each day. Believe Earth One Volume Two. We start out a similar way in Earth One Volume Two, only this time. Uh... Before we go to the rooftops with Batman, we're in the elevator. Uh, looks like Riddler set up one of his traps, right, where they have to solve a riddle, otherwise yeah. the, that thing's going yeah, down. The first thing that jumps out about, uh, for me, for Earth 1 Volume 2, is just the cover. I've got the hard cover, oh, and it's got, it's got, you know, Batman on the ledge with the gargoyle, and then underneath him is the 
is the skyscraper with the question mark in the windows. Yeah, I mean, just that cover alone's worth worth buying this hardcover that, for. Is that cover gluten free or is it like just regular standard hardback? Man, know? that's the good shit. <laughs> the good oh, so, 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 so it's not part of your keto diet. Oh no, no, man, this is very fattening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, they they die, man. That elevator goes down. They solve it. No, I I don't know if this predates the Arkham games or not. When they, I don't think so. Cause when, no. wait, the Arkham games, Arkham City is when they started doing the Riddler trophies. So I don't know if it came out around the same time or two. I don't no, remember. this this, this is, came out this in only fifteen like three years ago or something. Well, yeah. Oh, is it? Yeah. Right. Damn. Yeah. Feels older. I know. So, and then we go back to the rooftops with Batman. I tell you, man, that is one gorgeous bat suit, man. There's. I love how Gary Frank kind of repeats that image of that we saw in Volume One, where you know yeah. you first see Batman and he's running, except this time, obviously, he's a little bit more polished and. You know, to uh, Robin's approval, yeah. he makes yeah. the jump. <laughs> Finally. Much, much better. <laughs> yeah. Well, Earth One Volume One had a very, very year one feel to it. Like, remember yeah. when he was in, uh, when he lands on the fire escape? And- I was just here when he pulls out his uh, grapple gun and he pulls the trigger and the thing just fucking falls apart. Yeah. Which is <laughs> comical, but kind of, you know, realistic as well. It's so funny to think back to just like year one, how long it's been, where. He was chasing people that were, you know, <laughs> running, stealing big, bulky television sets, <laughs> running and shit. It just—it really makes you think how the times have changed so much, man, and just you know, how long these books have been around for. I <laughs> just remember back in the day, in like the '80s, they just used to run with big ass televisions. Man, just seeing that shit today with a big, like, fucking holding a big ass flat screen. Everyone took itself. Anyway, um. So he takes these, um, he lands, and he got more thugs coming at him with guns. Uh, and his cape takes that takes that ammunition, doesn't it? What we got here? That's some upgrades. Al- and yeah. Alfred's talking to him the whole time, you know, kind of coaching him. Oh, he's on the intercom and shit. And, yeah. and Bruce is like, will you be quiet? Yeah. And nice little DKR reference you pointed out with the silhouette when he was jumping earlier. Oh, yeah. Right, right, right. I love yeah. that. I love seeing how, you know, in these stories how a lot of these writers and and artists will still reference you know the the greatness that is dkr it's hard to find a major story that doesn't kind of like throw a nod towards dkr yeah i mean it's just like you know frank miller just threw a big ass rock in the pond and the ripples are still you know going even today Mm. that's a great book man now Uh, it's interesting you know in this first fight you know, Bruce saves one of the guys from falling off the roof. Yeah. And I, I love the, I love the, what Alfred says. He's like, you know, he's like, why'd you do that? And he's like, what the hell are you doing? He's like, I couldn't let him fall. And, um, he's like, you know, if you want these guys to really be afraid of them, you need to let one or two of them fall on the ground and <laughs> die. Basically. Wow, that's br- I don't know. What do you think of the What do you think the Grumps would say about that, man? <laughs> Fuck I, that, I, I, man. I'm <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. I was at the door. I was watching a fight. <laughs> I don't know about that outfit, man. Yeah, fuck that, man. I mean, he's not even uh, not even one I ordered the outfit that I wanted him expecting to be. You know. They're peeling away. He slams to a fire hydrant, crashes. Look at the car he's driving. It's like, like one a, of those... It's like a Corolla or some shit. It's <laughs> it's Piaget. Piaget. 
It's like one of those douche starter kit BMWs, you know. It's a Volkswagen uh, it's, thing. It's like in the old uh, the old serials from the forties, uh, where they they didn't have big budgets, period. But there wasn't there weren't even real Batmobiles yet in the in the comics. So in the old serials, the Batmobile was just a regular car that they drove in. Yeah. Well, the regular the first Batmobile was like a regular red old automobile, yeah. and then they got and you know even the comic books kind of. <laughs> But yeah, you're right. That's like uh, one of them Russian toothpick beamers right there, man, if I've ever seen one. That slams into a pizza face truck. And I think that's Giordano's there, Trunks. Uh, It's a tragedy. I brought a tear to my eye thinking that. (laughs) So Harvey Dent's still the good guy in this? Is that what's going on? Yeah, yeah, but he's still a dick. Sounds like someone's making a peanut butter and a jelly sandwich. (laughs) That sounds so good right now. Oh, man. (laughs) Dinner's getting Alfred's making that cottage pie again in the microwave. I, you know, I really dig the um, Wayne Manor in, in this pie? in this story. It's it's almost medieval, or it looks like they live in a castle. Look at the, yeah. the look at the ground. It's like fucking straight up rock and granite. You know, and I like this nice scene. The bat, the crushed up Batmobile drives past a sewer grate where you see Croc's eyes go over there. I think this is the was this the first book where yes, this is when I first ever read or that I could remember. Someone in Gotham curse because I think Croc says asshole in this story, so that was kind of funny. This is also the first appearance of uh, Killer Croc and Earth One Killer Croc, by the way. So, yeah, make, so sure you, uh, make sure you get it pressed and uh, CGC'd. <laughs> Put in a dry box. <laughs> now we're seeing the more uh, you know depressed and alcoholic uh, Bullock. You know, mm-hmm. he, you know how in the first volume one we talked about, you know, he came in. On a beam of sunshine from Los Angeles, <laughs> and uh, you know, and Gotham got to him. You know, he he saw what Birthday Boy did, and and the the crime in in Gotham got to him. And it, now you see him in the bar, and Gordon has to come in and pull his ass out, but not, not before he gets in a fight. But he's like, what are you talking about? I'm not on duty. And like Gordon pulls him out, and it's like 10 o'clock in the morning. He's been there all night <laughs> drinking. Mm. Yeah, Lucius Fox trying to prep up a Batmobile for him. Is that what's going on with the, the lab scene? He's getting an order yeah. for a Batmobile. They're all and, they're all shitting their pants because you know, they've been working on this uh, his spelunking equipment. And Lucius is just like, well, <clears throat> for your time and the troubles, he's going to up your salary to 40%. Mm. And he's gonna start a college fund for all your kids, and everyone's like, "Oh, okay. like, well, like, yo, why not, bro?" Okay. <laughs> a couple of them bands up on there, boy. And then you got yo throwing a prime one, like, yo, oh shit, that shit would be dope. Yeah. I'm in there. <laughs> well, that that lady says something about, um, you know, they spent months making this laser rangefinder. The size of a contact lens. And that's a little foreshadowing to later in the book. You start seeing how now he's starting to get all his gadgets, you know, made by the R&D department here and mm. how it all comes together. And you got and Lucius has this clever game that he's playing where everything that they design for him, by the time they're finished designing it, he says, oh, well, he doesn't want that anymore. But don't worry, we're just going to sell it off and make the money back. Oh, shit. And you got that uh, good old blonde Harvey Dent trying to throw Maroney in the slammer. Mm-hmm. Then we got over, we got uh, Harvey Bullock at the bar. Now, how many of you guys were expecting that scene to show Harvey Dent's face get ruined? Which one? Oh, Maybe the first I, one. I was. 
when right he's there on running. The yeah, when he's in the court. When he like I was, I, I I was too, and then I was like, okay, well, um, I guess we'll find out later how he becomes Two Face. I mean, all throughout the book, Jeff Johns and Gary Frank kind of hint at at the Two Face, but we'll see what happens. Well, and you actually later on, which we'll get to, you'll see some more foreshadowing of Harvey then becoming Two Face. Mm. Then we got uh, <clears throat> Gordon's trying to pull Harvey Bullock out of the bar. The guy ain't letting that bottle down right now. That's going to be legends at New York in a couple months. <laughs> you oh, guys yeah. are going to have your hands full. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, yo, Dave, fucking, he's ready to get his bat brew on. Hell yeah. <laughs> you know what? You know what? Just get drunk. Just get legends uh, drunk, and then you can start slam dunking his uh, credit card through the. <laughs> <laughs> we don't. There, boy. We don't. We don't need his. We got yours. Oh, <laughs> yeah, <we did>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Trunks. Uh, tell um, tell Karina thanks for the Prime One, boy. <laughs> yeah, no problem. No problem. You'd be able to probably make uh, a one payment of a hundred dollars from that card. So you know, you, you can buy yourself a couple, a couple prints. Yeah, I only, I, I give her the money to put on her card. She doesn't have free reign to do whatever she wants. You know. Oh, what I'm saying? Damn. You know why? Oh, Trunks runs this house. Fuck. <laughs> Actually, yeah, really quick, I didn't make sure in, ca- in case there's any recording devices. I'm just kidding, guys. You know, I love my wife. She can do whatever she wants. Get him, boy. <laughs> <laughs> there's a big bar fight that breaks out. Um, what was he going? He was, was Harvey going after someone that supposedly was beating his wife or kids or something like that? Yeah. yeah. He yeah. used to be a, he was a Maroney uh, punk thug. Yeah. And uh, see, that's the thing with, with Harvey Dent as the, uh, district attorney all these thugs are you know being that are being caught by the police are being released on the streets mm. and you know that's pissing bullock off and gordon was like you know hey we'll, we'll find out why just leave him alone for right now but he's like no fuck it i want to go beat his ass he's drunk and i agree some shit i agree wholeheartedly with bullock why are they letting these people cut deals flip informant <laughs> rat out their friends it's ridiculous. Now listen, Donald Trump, you're just a mob boss. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. So they, uh... And one thing that's really that I really liked about both Earth One, <coughs> excuse me, Volume One and Volume Two, is the fact. I mean, all these characters that we, you know, that we all know with through the main continuity, the main title from past, it's kind of all out the window. I mean, Bullock, and here he, you know, like what Grant was saying, he came from. L.A. from Hollywood as a, you know, um, a shining cop. And now he's sitting here drinking a bottle. Gordon's almost like what we just talked about said, nah, you know, fuck it. You know, we can't, we can't do anything. The D.A. said we can't. That's that, to me, that's very unlike Gordon in the main continuity. Gordon would probably be like, nah, fuck it. Let's go get him. Or, yeah. And like, it's the same thing. But oh, if- shit. Yeah, they get out of there. It's the sun's rising. Gordon's taking Harvey out. He's a mess. We're back at the Batcave. What are they talking about with this car? Uh, oh, Skip, they're talking about the monster crocodile that escaped from the Gotham Zoo after it shut down last year. Um, so they, the they kind of uh, missing. What's up? I was saying Alfred just calls him and says that he can't drive worth a shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love the interactions between Alfred and Bruce. Alfred yeah. is just so cold. Yeah, he's cold, man. That... 
It's a completely different. That's like Jason Statham, Alfred, man. Completely different. <laughs> well, he's also very suspicious of everybody. Yeah. I mean, he's like yeah. trying his best to make sure that Bruce doesn't give away his identity throughout the entire book. He's suspicious of everybody, and he's like, oh, they know. They know. And he's willing to take him out, just like he did Penguin in the last book. Yeah, he, he reveals in this that, uh, well, he sort of lets it slip that he killed Penguin because he knew too much. Yeah. Jessica Dent shows up. Who <laughs> yeah, Herbie's twin sister. Interesting twin sister. Mm. Very Kind of hot. She's the mayor now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I guess childhood love of, of Bruce Wayne, and she's wanting him to join in with basically be an example for Gotham like his parents were. And she gives him a proposal to, to do so, but she's surprised whenever Bruce turns her down. Yeah, he can't be playing both sides, helping the way that she wants him to help and helping the way that he's planning to help. He wants to keep a low profile. I, I, again, this, this is another scene where I, I, I expected Bruce to say, yes, I'll do it, or yes, I'll help you. And so he's like, no. And he kind of throw, throws her off a little bit. Like, nah, bitch. <laughs> I like I like what Alfred says. He's like, a girl like that asks for my help. I don't think I could turn her away. <laughs> I think it's funny. Like she's walking away in that one scene, and Alfred's standing at the window, and he's got this whimpering face on it, and he's like, "Damn, that's a nice ass." Just letting her walk away. Probably had Boy. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> this just went to Bat Force after dark. Jesus. Yeah, right? Try not to have to edit like, this one. Alfred after dark. <laughs> Was it the next scene? It shows another. You know the the police have arrived to the elevator disaster, and the cops leave, and then Batman kind of appears. And I love this part where this again shows how you know yeah Bruce is rich. He felt very like normal, like every like like any of us, for example. He's got no detective skills, and Gordon even points it out because Batman shows up at the crime scene, and Gordon turns around and goes, "Hey, you're stepping on the evidence." He looks down, he's like, "Oh shit!" He, yeah, he's, he's still a, a novice, you know. Mm. Yeah, it's it's very different from the traditional Bruce that spent the his years away, not only learning how to fight, but learning lots of other stuff too, learning how to be a detective and all that stuff. Karate. And yeah, I was one. I forgot in Earth One they didn't even. They never mentioned that he did any of that martial arts training, did he? Well, it kind of alludes to him not really, like he ju- like it shows how he jumps the building and he like completely fucking fails. But he does beat the shit out of the dudes on the roof, though, doesn't he? Yeah, but, but uh, Alfred has I been think... teaching him how to fight at that That's point. That's what it was. They have that, that yeah. ball and... All right, yeah, right so now. There... See, there's these pressure points right here. So you punch him in the dick, and you push him <laughs> right here, right above the collar. That creates a lot of pressure. Because well, in that first fight scene that we were talking about, where Grimes mentioned he's talking to Alfred the entire time through the comms, um, Alfred even says, "Hey, you've gotten better." And it, and the fight scenes are more of just like, you know, bare knuckle brawling. You know, yeah. there's not a whole lot of leaps and flips and you know jujitsu kind of throwing people around. It's more just fist to the face, boy. Yeah, boy. I like that too. Like, so yeah, it shows how he's being kind of this. Uh novice unskilled he has no detective work he's just in there looking at shit just the same as gordon gordon's a cop so he's got a little bit more 
training behind him. But what mm. they do is they find out, like, they see, like, the reoccurring question mark. So that's, like, the one big clue that they find. And then Gordon uses that, and he kind of goes back to, uh, I guess, they get summoned by the chief. And they go back to the office, and Bullock's a goddamn mess thrown up in the fucking bathroom. <laughs> thrown up in the fucking the trash on the way over. And, and they get into... Uh, <laughs> They get into Dent, or they get into the chief's office, and they see Dent is standing there, pissed off because they went off on that uh, was it Duke Duke Dunes or whatever the dude's name is, the, the uh, informer. Yeah, they, they, informant. they they beat up the informant that that Bullock was all pissed off at that Gordon initially didn't want to even mess with because that's the orders that they got like hands off, don't go don't go near him, which pissed Bullock off. So, and then Dent's riding up their ass saying like don't be don't you be talking don't don't talk to any of my informants. Leave all my informants alone. I'm going to clean up the city good and then I'm going to turn it on the department and I'm going to clean up uh, I know a dirty cop when I see him or two. Um and it's interesting because like <clears throat> just like in um the first volume, Gordon is the one that's like trying to stay out of all the BS and he's not trying to you know just go out of his way to be a hero cop. He's just trying to toe the line that is expected of Gotham to not end up killed, basically. So it's just. Cool so he look. he we we do see him starting to change though. Like he uh, he explains how Bullock reminded him what it used to mean to him to be a cop. So now he's starting to turn that corner, and now that there's something else happening in the city that's giving him hope, he's starting to sort of turn into the the Gordon that we know. Yeah, too little, too late, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> oh shit! Another fucking reason why. Another reason why I hate this fucking volume. <laughs> that ain't my goal. And, and again, a little foreshadowing of Harvey becoming two faces as he's leaving when he says "or two, Half his face is covered by the door. Yeah, that oh, was shit. cool. The little shadow. Yeah. yeah. How good is Gary Frank, man? I was so he's, a, he's a slam dunk, man. Fuck mm-hmm. you. Aren't we blessed as DC comic fans of having such, you know, uh, an array of talents that just, you know, makes your balls swell up and my <laughs> God. Well, I mean, you know, everything from Snyder to Miller, Jeff Johns, the Almighty, uh, Frank, Murphy. I mean, the list just goes on. Fabric. Victor Kick. <laughs> Get your pre-orders in now. Fast forward over to the uh, bat to Bruce rather coming to meet with uh, what's her name Jessica. More discussions about the old uh, way they're gonna help out Gotham clean up Gotham. And this is kind of where um, it's funny how Dent is more of the detective than uh, Bruce in this volume where. This is where uh, Harvey Dent starts showing Bruce Wayne how they've been taking down, you know, different elements of the criminal organization in Gotham. And as they do so, they are in real time creating this web of information with like this uh, this um, app that basically shows them uh, where all the corruption is in Gotham. And they're finding out that it's in like five different. Oh, because Bruce has been saying there's five people that have taken over Cobblepot's business, right? Yeah, he's um, on par. And I think what Dent is trying to explain, it's like it's not five people. It's it's five fucking layers of the city infrastructure that have been uh, corrupted almost like scarily beyond, you know, beyond saving. 
Um, and so he kind of goes over the police department, the housing commission, public works, the city council, and the state court. And so basically like, the corruption in Gotham has gotten so crazy that it's like, it's basically like three people versus all this infrastructure. And, uh, I love when, I love when uh, Bruce and Harvey first come face to face here and, and Harvey's like Wayne and Bruce is like, Hello, Harvey. And he has like a flashback when Harvey didn't kicked his ass. <laughs> and he's like, stay away from my sister. Your mom's an Arkham, you know. He's got Arkham blood. He's like, I don't want her to catch crazy from you. And, shit. <laughs> and that, uh, that, that becomes a theme that comes into play two more times uh, throughout the book. It takes us to where, <clears throat> is this the second time that he's booby-trapped uh, people in public, the Riddler? So he takes over the part of this museum and he puts up a fake... Uh, painting <laughs> i love that he's like cut out in the brick yeah. and they say it smells like fresh paint obviously because he just did it so the, he gathers up these high social lights to kind of uh he locks them in and he starts dousing them with gasoline asking them the answer to the riddle and then as the guy opens the paint turns picks the painting up is there's like a um a spark that ignites the whole room and just blows into shit Oh, yeah, a little trap behind the painting, yeah. yeah fucking yeah. blows that motherfucker. Obviously, that, like, triggers the police department across town. Um, mm-hmm. And then Bruce sees and hears what's going on. So he runs out. He dresses, you know, gets in a Batman costume, and he's flooding yeah. off the rooftops. And that's when he actually fucking finds him. He sees uh, the mm-hmm. little fucking gerbil uh, Riddler looking at, look <laughs> across the, uh, across the uh, what do you call it, across the way, kind of. And he's using that device that they talked about earlier. You know? Yeah. Question mark and fire in front of the building, too. Yeah. There's a, a lot of Dark Knight-ish from the movie. like stuff Definitely. Yeah. yeah. When he's, like, jumping across and all that stuff and all the little mini guys. And then that's he almost catches the Riddler as he's uh, chasing him through buildings. And then he yeah. leaps out of one building thinking he's going to get him. And he lands onto a fucking balcony, breaks through planters, yeah. and he just passes out. So where's that from, everyone? You guys should know. Pop quiz. Was that a nod to? It's year one. I was, you, you better know that. That's a good boy. My, that's my, no, my good kingdom boy. I think you're wrong, Gramps. It's Batman Begins, which oh. actually is the, uh, the source material for year one. That's, yeah, that's, that's, that's where Frank Miller stole everything from. Yeah. That's fucking Precisely. Begins, bro. Did anybody else guess that uh, this woman... Even though her story is a little different, but obviously it's Earth One, so everyone's gonna be a little different. Well, it's it's not it's not different though. Well, like we, it you, looks like it's different on. at this point. Yeah, but yeah, we we find out that it's it's <laughs> actually not different. Yeah, at first she's like talking about having a kid, and you're like, all right, Catwoman could be a milf, no big deal. I love I love the smoothness of Batman right here, where he asks her what damage he did and what he owes her, and she's like, oh, you only broke a couple planters and some flowers. And he like, you know, he puts money down. He's like, all right. And he goes, uh, buy some new pots. And he's walking away. And he goes, I'll send the flowers. Mm. Yo, that was a dope line, bro. Damn. Gotta use that. <laughs> <laughs> Alfred stitching uh, Wayne up again, Bruce. I Yo, I love how they show his chest emblem connect to his cape. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. Reminds me of like what David Finch was doing that the last time they had the oval stuff. That's cool. How they they should use like a chess emblem as some kind of device that he could actually use in crime fighting or fighting man. I think. Uh, well, I, isn't it like a flashlight? Like it. Yeah. 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 Like he shines a light out of it like a Care Bear. 
Oh. <laughs> He's suiting up again at Wayne Manor. Off and down. Okay. And this is where I misspoke the first time when we did volume one because I'm, I misspoke. Um, That's cause because that was before you were keto. That's why, Gramps. Your mind's all right now and shit. So. Yeah, that was that was a pre keto. Now I've been cleansed. <laughs> and then, and he gets into his what? This is like suit number three now. I love this new suit. And mm. this is where Alfred says. Why the hell are you insisting on wearing that damn spandex anyway? You go out there without a gun, and you should be wearing body armor. And Batman Bruce says, do you know what body armor says about a guy? It says he needs body armor. And Alfred's like, oh shit. Yep. <laughs> damn. I, I love that sequence right there, man. I mean, fucking dope. Yeah. He wasn't ready. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it kind of shows, you know, Bruce, he he thinks ahead. I mean, Alfred thinks that he's the one training him, and sometimes he, he catches him off guard, and he's like, oh, wow, he, he kind of gets it. Yeah. Kind of evolved in volume two. He's not as stupid as, and, you know, naive as he, as he appears. But I would love a black and white of that. Of that suit right there. And uh, Harvey Dent gets a package from the Riddler, even the one he was talking about how weird Wayne was at it. Wayne was as a kid. Get the Arkham blood in him. Uh, we cut back to Gordon. Well, he's talking uh, about you know the forensics, mm, the crime scenes. Yeah, uh, yeah, they found uh, traces of sewage. Mm. So it's uh, uh, leading to the sewers for another reason. Now I love how he says they call it Arkham's Labyrinth. That's pretty badass. In tunnels that stretch around the city from Arkham. Jeremiah Arkham. Mm -hmm. So Bruce heads down there and hits a dead end and then hits Croc. I love that double splash page, you know, when Croc's coming out of the water. You know, Bats was just checking his Instagram and shit, and then Croc's just coming out. <laughs> he was, while he was Croc raving. The other yeah, raves, raves over now. Taking, yeah. taking a selfie. Good lighting. Don't buy in this another $20 bottle of water. Jeez. Sphincter water. This has got some of my favorite artwork in the book because, Damn. like, Fucking I dope. love I love when, like, uh, Batman's fighting Croc and he, he kind of does the, you know, the, the cape over the head thing like what he did to Birthday Boy in Volume 1. I mean, look at those lines that Frank did on that cape, man. That's just... That's dope. Smooth, yeah. boy. That dope. Shit don't work here. Yeah. And even even the details of when Killer uh, Killer Croc uses his teeth to rip through the cape. Mm. I mean, all those little tears and the you know fabric. It's damn dope. And, that, and that's and a fabulous gum line. I like. That was a great. Some great Jeff Johns writing here when uh, uh, Croc says, "I don't eat people, asshole." I'm the one, I am one. <laughs> I thought I thought you were another Gothamite out to shoot me. They always shoot me or stab me. And it's like fucking hell. You always feel for Croc, man. This is after Batman tased the shit out of me. Yeah. <laughs> then, he, then he just made. Then he goes uh, on his way, happy hunting Batman. He finds. I guess that's Riddler's little um, device office and. Uh, this is very Arkham game, isn't it? Right. Yeah. That's yeah. what I was about yeah. to say. Really cool. I, yeah, I, I kind of got a chuck, chuckle when, you know, the door is locked and, you know, Batman opens up his belt and pulls out his lock-picking kid and starts fucking the lock and then he's just like, ah, screw it. 
Yeah. It's like he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. Then he says, I'll just kick the door in. So then he, and then he gets in and uh, the walls are covered with pictures of him. Yeah. Oh, and it was also booby-trapped as well, so it blows him out, kind of self-destructs. He's talking to Riddler, or Riddler's talking to him through the, you know, walkie-talkie. Yeah. And then, and then he realizes, you're still here. I mean, the Riddler is always close to the scenes of, of whatever's you know, he's up to. Yeah. And that's when, uh, you know, the booby trap goes off, and Riddler explains that he's already, he's got... Uh, the L train rigged with bombs and Batman has to figure out what the riddle is. Yeah. Or else it'll explode. Mm. So he runs out, catches the train, jumps on top of it. Uh, oh, you, you guys <laughs> noticed there was Jack Napier on the train? What? Yeah, check it out. Oh, it, shit. It says Jack Nap, but you can yeah. see there's an I after that, so they put yeah. Jack on there. Well, maybe that's a little uh, three Joker foreshadow. <clears throat> Wait, you know, Jeff Johns likes to plan this shit out. Same, uh, same, what do you call it? Same creative team. No, 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 I'm sorry. It's not. Jason Bob. Oh, believes. Dope. That's on top of the train. Oh, a cool silhouette of him running from car to car on top of the train. And he's going after the Riddler, man. He ain't playing. Yeah. It's like, and uh, th- this is where we see the first time. Uh, what Riddler's real intentions are because he gives them the riddle and says, you know, you told him if if you get the riddle, if you answer it, then I won't blow up the train. So he answers it correctly and then just gets silence and then he blows it up anyway. Yeah. Kind of sad when that lady's looking at her son knowing that they're about to be killed. And then Bats just looking at the bodies coming out and Crocs looking in the distance as well. Man, that suit looks good. Him coming out of the little alleyway brick. Towards Gordon, little cracked emblem, and some shrapnel stuck in his gut. Oof. So, uh, so yeah, the Riddler's on a killing spree. <laughs> this is this is one of my favorite parts here, where uh, so Batman gives Gordon the phone with just one button, <laughs> and <laughs> he says, "This is how you can call me." And he has a cell phone with one button. And as Batman's uh, taken off, he says, "It's a bat signal." Christ. He actually put a bat on. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's Jeff Johns all the way right there, man. Oh, this is nice. The um, we call like those ransom note clip-on messages, uh, like an almost like a little throwback to a Batman Forever, was it with um Jim Carrey when the Riddler used to do that? Yeah. And, and it's got a bad voodoo doll that they sent uh, Alfred and what's her name? Bruce stumbles in. Looks like something well, right out of Venom. Those images well, just stumbles well, in. Jessica. Dent comes to Wayne Manor. She's looking for Bruce Wayne because she got that letter from Riddler. And she's kind of alluding to the, that she knows something, you know, more about Bruce. Than, mm. And, uh, you know, of course, Alfred's suspicious. More than meets the eye. He's getting patched up again by old Alfred. I think Alfred's softening up a little on him now. Thanks, Uncle Alfred. <laughs> he calls him Bruce a weapon. Oh, I love that part because he says, you're a weapon. And Bruce is like, is that what you turned me into? Yep. And Alfred says, that's what you asked to be turned into. Weapons are designed to hurt people. You don't want to hurt her. I was like, mm. wow. That's pretty It's Jeff Johns, boy. Jeff Johns. Mrs. Miss Dent walking around. Anybody else think it's a missed opportunity that he didn't introduce... Uh, Batgirl as uh, Alfred Pennyworth's uh, niece. <laughs> you have the opportunity to, to put it in comics and you don't take it. Thanks, Uncle Arthur. What is it that, like, 
the the he makes her own password for like the computer in in like Bruce's uh, office, and she puts it in, and that's what like opens up or the designs to her bat suit and shit. Oh, how do I? Why? Why am I talking about this? <laughs> I, Jesus I was wondering. That, yeah, that movie was not that. <laughs> man, Harvey Bullock. You could get drunk just by reading Harvey Bullock in this story, man. This guy is fucking th- throwing him back. <laughs> you could smell the fucking booze off the sheet of paper in this story. He just every. Uh, that, that's uh, important because it's turning him from the Harvey that we met in book one into the the classic harvey he, he's becoming that yeah yeah you could see him and uh bruce so was it bruce trying to distance himself from dent she doesn't want yeah. to um, well trying to but she she's wise to, to what mm. he's doing oh then fucking gordon shows up at wayne manor with a search warrant well that's because yeah. you know bruce goes to jessica and says that you know we've put you know the dots together and it shows you know what what riddler's intentions are then at the same time you've got um mm. gordon he asked what well, he asked his daughter barbara to kind of find out who you know where all these offshore accounts who owns this <laughs> riddler made it appear that Bruce Wayne owns this company called Answers Inc. You know, drains all the funds from these other, you know, city council people and goes to him. Isn't like that, he's the yeah. fifth. Which is a problem because, because Jessica had gone to him for help. So yeah, right. He wanted mm. to to have Bruce eliminated. Isn't that isn't that the isn't that the like uh, the front that he sets up to pay to be able to pay off all those like uh, playmates that like make accusations against him? <laughs> <laughs> not true. Mike, he didn't know anything about it. Uh, he didn't find out about it until later. So, but never mind about those tapes. You know what this is like? This is like as if Lucius Fox got arrested and just flipped on Bruce Wayne. And he's, he's got like all the all the blueprints for all the gadgets and the Batmobiles and everything. And Donald's like, nope, I'm not Batman. Sorry. Don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> the dirty Don. And then Bruce is just tweeting. Every five minutes, <laughs> <laughs> talking shit about Lucius. So they guy do not hire Lucius Fox. <laughs> Wrong. If you Seven. want a single turbine engine jet ski with a bat emblem on the front, do not hire. Do not hire <laughs> Lucius Fox. <laughs> if you're so looking, want- if you're looking for a double engine wing spread from the back plate that could carry uh, a 220 pound man. Do not hire Lucius Fox. Hmm. If you are looking for bulletproof Kevlar uh, head armor uh, with a, a single a mirrored goggles, do not hire Lucius Fox. <laughs> Going back um, when Gordon and the GCPD show up at Wayne Manor and they, you know, we have a search warrant they walk in Alfred's like, no, Gordon says where's Bruce Wayne? <laughs> Alfred's like you're a Gordon, right? Yeah, I'm a type of Gordon. I told him, and he just totally cracks Gordon in the face with his tan. He throat punches another cop. Dude, Alfred's kicking so much ass, man. One leg, Alfred. Uh, I like the. I don't agree with that. And I don't know. That's a, and at the same time, Bruce is making out with uh, Jessica Dent. Well, Alfred's fighting for his life, and Bruce is getting in some other action. I yep. yeah. never throw a punch in any circumstance. <laughs> I, I like when it gets to uh, 
we hit the panel where Harvey shows up and catches them, grabs Bruce by the hair, and after clocking him, we get those two consecutive panels where it cuts from uh, Alfred going down to the next panel is Bruce going down. Yeah. Clever. Clever. Yeah, clever. Alfred and Bruce get locked up, and then the fucking precinct pretty much loses the lights and power, and the gates go down, so they're like rolling everywhere with Maroney. Who shut that? Who shut the uh, power down anyway? Was it Riddler? Shut the. Yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. yeah, we we skipped past where uh, it it shows both uh, like Alfred's locked up in a cell for having attacked the cops, and then Bruce yeah. is there just to to talk to him. Right. Yeah. Uh, well, and uh, my favorite part here is um, well, we also get that big full splash reveal of Riddler and what he looks like. Yeah. And and he's not you know your typical Edward Nigma looking geek. He looks mm. a little Jokerish. Yeah, he does look a little joker. And he's got the, uh, he has the question mark tattooed on his face. Yeah. yeah. Fucking takashi yeah. out and shit. Uh, the first panel on the, the page following, uh, this is where Bruce gives this uh, full of shit story to Alfred about what happened about what happened to him. Jessica and I were in her office talking about the case. <laughs> yeah. And things happened in her video. You weren't talking about the case. Oh, shit, <laughs> man. And then all Alfred says is, Good for you, boy. <laughs> Get some action while I got a black eye, you son of a bitch. Yeah, they're there. So then the power goes out. They're fighting in the precinct. All of a sudden, Harvey Dent takes a fucking whiskey bottle to half his face, which ignites, causing him to eventually become Two-Face. Yeah, well, 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 things go a little different here because we're. it looks like uh, he dies because his head is on fire for a moment. And then... Um, his sister puts her face against his, and like part yeah, of her face burns as well. Which that's the stupidest thing you could ever do. If a guy's yeah. face is melting, don't put your face on his acid face. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's stop, drop, and roll, not stop, drop, and snuggle. Well, I yeah. thought yeah. I thought it's like I thought if someone's face is burning of acid, you you put your face against their face to help them balance out the pH levels in their face with the ones in your face. I don't know. No, uh, you, two you we pee need, on them. We uh, need the acid. We need the acid. That's some keto shit. We need the acid expertise of the security guard uh, when Two Face is stealing the bank vault and it fills up with acid. We need the expertise of that security oh guard, the guy that says <laughs> it's boiling acid. Mike, hey, that's my hearing aid. <laughs> He he gets the maddest when Batman takes his hearing aid to 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 mess with the combination on the safe. But but my favorite part about the acid is that it's boiling. Yeah. Is is the is the temperature of acid really important? I guess yeah. Because well, it's, it's still acid. It's the spiked pH levels, man. It makes it angry. It's boiling. <laughs> hey, that's my hearing aid. That was that one guy's line. He. He he was able to pay for, you know, two years rent with that line. <laughs> yeah, you guys talking about the, the fucking movie? Yeah, <laughs> I'm like looking through the panels. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Where is it? Yeah, like, uh, you know. Okay, back to the book. It's pretty convenient that during the uh, the raid on Wayne Manor, the the police took the briefcase that had the brand new bat suit from Lucius Fox and actually had it in the jail when all this goes down. I, I, I guess it makes sense in that it's there 
in lockup because they weren't able to open it because mm-hmm. Alfred says the locks are only going to keep them out for so long. So I think it was taken as evidence because it was something they well, found while executing the search warrant that they weren't able to open. So you you can explain it away, I guess. He gets medical attention for the sister, then boom, a lot of explosives in the back of that truck, boy. Damn. Riddler takes off with the van. He's trying to take out a block with that the amount of C4, whatever he has in there. Batman jumps in the truck with the explosives and his thought process is Riddler has to be so close, has to be, you know, uh, X amount of feet away from the explosives. So he's not going to blow it up if, you know, if it's mm. going to kill him too, you know? I love how in the rearview mirror there's the dice hanging. It's the Riddler <laughs> colors, with the green. That's pretty cool. Nice little touch. There. Hey, rewinding back a little bit. When we're back in the jail and Batman's fighting all the thugs, and it's that big splash page. You know, he's fighting the thugs, and Joker's counting down. Does that not bear some resemblance to Greg Capullo's cover for Batman One of the New Fifty Two? Uh, Just- yeah, where he's fighting. Yeah, I th- I thought mm-hmm. that too. Absolutely. My favorite thing, uh, you were talking about the uh, the fuzzy dice hang in there. Uh, if you look at the side of the, uh, at the side of the van, it says con and drum laundry. Conundrum. Uh, <laughs> then Riddler tries to escape, starts shooting at bats, and bats just clocks him when it rips off that question mark necklace he had around this thing. But uh, he looks like Takashi in that one picture when he's fucking when he's holding the the device the the device mechanism that's gonna set off the bombs or whatever and he's got his wet long hair with that fucking Riddler tattoo on his face and it's like it's crazy and Croc comes down and scratches the back of him he looks like Croc looks like Doomsday there doesn't he little gray tones and yeah. shit yeah oh and Croc takes one to the the head it he's looks like, like somewhere it look it looks yeah. like it gets in there damn looks yeah. like he takes a bullet more of the body and then uh ooh bats just battering the wrist and his yeah, device and clocks him. So they Dude. ripped out of the game, too. That's that's pretty brutal, man. This is like some black label book. This, is, this tone of this book is really, very black label. Yeah, so, uh, I, you think uh, Volume 3 comes out on black label? I think it would have to. Because right? like, yeah. when you have like all this gore and graphic yeah. stuff and Croxay and asshole, I mean, I, I think everything, you know, anything worth the shit's going to be coming out on black label from now on. Like with... Uh, where creators want to really get down and dirty like this. Dan Croc, does Croc just croak in front of Batman right there? No, he. It looks like he might, but we find out after that he survives. Yeah, yeah you can't. You can't bring that important a character in and just have him go right away. Yeah, <laughs> and where the reporters had to see the next day, and it looks like Harvey Bullock is sober for the first time in these past two volumes. Is that Bruce visiting Jessica? Yeah. Yeah, so, and this is where we kind of see uh, what's going on because. It does seem that Harvey did actually die, but uh, she, it seems that Jessica is going to be the two-face of this universe. Yeah. She has the scarred up side of her face, and when, before Harvey died, he said, don't let me die. So uh, I, I take it like it's like a psychological thing now where... You know, she's going to have this split personality in her mind to, to keep her brother alive, because the yeah. first thing she says... Is stay the hell away from my sister. Yeah, so she'd be new one of that. So uh, if Bruce gets with her, would that be a threesome? But I bet the, the the first question <laughs> I thought is, what bathroom does she use? Mm. <laughs> Don't label her. Yeah, what are you doing? Not, not a what, what bathroom? <laughs> Gordon's so been this- promoted. <laughs> 
to yeah. cap. Gordon, but the, the next page is what kind of got, you know, this shows where, you know, this Earth One, you know, all rules are, all bets are off with the rules because apparently Bruce Batman took Croc back to Wayne Manor, so... Obviously, he knows that Batman is Bruce Wayne now. Yeah, Crocs, le- he's eating them cheeseburgers at Wayne Manor now, raiding the fridge and shit. So. <laughs> it's, it's Bruce's new pet. And um, it looks like Lucius, the lab's going crazy. Uh, <laughs> I, I love this guy's hissy fit kicking the box across the room. Yeah. Uh, Lucius is pulling the same trick again, saying that uh, he doesn't want this car. Then we talk about Selena. The last page, that looks awfully familiar, that splash page doesn't it with selena draped out on the uh, bed well yeah and and we skipped past the part where bruce did actually send the flower <laughs> oh, yeah oh yeah, the... yeah yeah and we find out that uh she didn't actually live there that house was uh supposed to be empty at the time that that bruce crashed there uh the owner of the house was on vacation and his place was being robbed oh that girl so they that's where the guy got the what, what was the artist that did that rebirth batman number 50 <laughs> wedding Variant when Selena's oh, on. Oh, uh, you mean Chaco? Oh. Yeah, when she's on the bed with the wedding dress. This it pretty much came from this page right uh, here from. Gary. Um, it came from Batman Begins, I think. Mm. <laughs> it end, ends with a nice shot of Selena laying in a bed full of money and well, and also, with that that cat from Batman Returns. And, it also uh, ends with some uh, sage advice from Alfred. He says, "See, Bruce, you might have worked out who you are, but in Gotham, you never know who anyone else really is." Damn. Jeff Johns, tra- mic drop. Damn. Yep. That's not how I would have ended it. Oh, shit. <laughs> I really wish we had him on because I, I did want to hear his gripes. His grumps, rather. I think Jeff Johns found his footing with Batman in this book more than the last one. It felt it felt like a smoother ride. I don't know if that makes sense, but I dug it, man. Round table. Trunks. Yes, sir. Out of out of five denied green cards, how many <laughs> boy? You know, I'm gonna get so many DMs of people being like, "You're a dick. You, you, you like Trump? You alt right motherfucker." It's only. Um, let's clarify real quick. Let's clarify real quick. It's only in regards to his family not getting back into the states so he can live yeah. a happy life. Okay. <laughs> Nothing personal. Yo, what? Yo, like, why not? You know, I, I really like the story. Um, I don't see. Really, what the what the real grumps are about it? I mean, it's you know, it's almost like an Elseworlds. You have to go into it with a fresh mind. You have to go into it not expecting it to be the what we're used to Batman being, and you know, the rogues and the other characters of Gotham. Uh, with that being said, um, I, mean, I would definitely give it a four out of five deported green cards. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, man! That's a that's a good deportation right there. Um, I, I, let me rephrase that. I would say it would be four adults and one child because that's four and a half. You know, four and a half. <laughs> oh man! Damn. DD slash Batman podcast with no limits. What we said? I I think I was making fun of like I wasn't making fun. Sorry, I'll take that back. We were we were discussing people who have that illness where they don't look older than like 12 last episode and now this one we're talking about green cards and all that it's all good <laughs> uh gramps out of um out of five gluten free, out, of, <laughs> out of five gluten-free briskets boy what say you briskets um yeah I, I mean i agree i think that 
with volume two, Jeff Johns and Gary Frank, more Jeff Johns, you know, really got in tune with who he wants his Batman to be. I was kind of curious, have you guys read any of the other Earth ones, like the Green Lantern and Superman or yeah, Wonder the Green Woman? Lantern's good, man. I didn't wait, who's, didn't um, Morrison do Wonder Woman Earth one or was it? Uh, yeah, Wonder Woman. Uh, so Yannick. are they Yannick. all going to tie in together into like one Earth One universe? To one eventually? big brisket loaf. I, I don't. I don't know if they're going that road because everything is being written by different authors. Yeah. Like uh, Jeff Lemire did the Teen Titans, and so yeah, I, it feels like it would complicate things to try to get everybody on the same page in these worlds that are so different from continuity. That was just their way to do different continuity stories. Earth One. But then they're like, oh, let's do multiverse. Oh, let's do black label. Like, you know, just it's like so many different ways to do it. So, yeah. okay. So, going back to my rating, what did I give volume one? Did I say like 3.5? Yeah, I think, I, no, I think, wasn't it four out of five uh, gluten free brisket slices? I think. Brisket <laughs> slices. I mean, I don't, I don't remember what I gave it. It, it was pretty high. Obviously, we we reserve the, the the fives for the classics. I say it's a solid three point seven five briskets. Damn, wow. didn't, even, didn't even hit the four. Grams is fucking not playing, man. Cause my Robin um out of five uh, Timmy's, man. What do you think? Uh, I give it a solid four. Uh, I nice. like that Bruce can jump in this one. <laughs> oh yeah, that's that's good. Yeah, that's a good smooth ride. Uh, slam dunk out of five Batman who laughs statues, bro. I mean, why not? <laughs> oh man, um, I'm gonna take the four, same as volume one. Um, nice. I'm still interested because uh, you know, all right now, like Selena Kyle's part of this story, so like, all right, so what's gonna happen in volume three? Mm. Um, I just wasn't a big fan of uh. Killer Croc being a wuss. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a that's a good point. You like you like. Well, he still has a chance to be a badass next next volume, right? But uh, he's he's uh he's eating in Wayne Manor. Um, I don't think he's gonna be a badass. Damn, but, uh, he's gonna be a fat ass. <laughs> think about the it, fucking it, it, meat they got there, boy. That's like that's like good, good. Oh shit. It's he, like a, you know, it is it is like an Elf world, so you have to take that into accountability. And it's uh, it's, it's kind of interesting to see the demographics of like where the characters are headed, how things are changing in this other world. But mm. um, I'm interested in the whole like uh, Selena Kyle Batman thing. Yeah. See, see where that's going to head. Mm. See where that's going. So I'll stick a four. Four. For uh, that man who laughed at you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Four 360 dunks, huh? Damn. <laughs> With your tongue hanging out? Oh, shit. I'm about to spread the legs on that one, too. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, out of five red coffee cups, boy, what do you what say you? Uh, I got to say, you know... <clears throat> There are, there are parts of this story that I enjoyed as much as the first. I think I enjoyed the first one a little bit more. I don't remember what I gave it, but I can't give anything Jeff Johns writes anything less than a four. So I got to say it's a four out of five. What say you, Dan the Dio? 
<laughs> oh shit, Dan, what is Dan? <laughs> I, originally, uh, you know, the Earth One Universe was my idea, so I gave him <laughs> five out of five, of course. <laughs> so, I just asked you, so is that how many um, out of five reboots would you give it? You said four? Oh, shit, I, mean, I don't want to use that dirty term, you know what I mean? <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you know, as far as getting back to the heart and soul of comics, I'd say about five reboots there. Hey, jeez, that's a lot of reboots. That, that's five, five DC reboots, I think, equates to about uh, 12 to 14 uh, Marvel reboots. <laughs> oh shit I'll give it up uh, how many uh, baked in the DNAs you give it <laughs> well you know I'm really proud of the whole team on this one I mean <laughs> four man I mean four to five I think that's the consensus with everyone and I feel Very like nice. I feel like even though it, it wasn't the most mind blowing story I, I can't really find anything wrong with it what about that art um, yeah the art is just amazing I love the best one of my f- Oh, there's so many bat suits. I can't even say it's one of my favorite bat suits. There's so many motherfucking bat suits. But I love that chest emblem. This was one of the last waves of chest emblems we have ever had between Gary Frank and David Finch. So that's that's cool to see. So I really dig that. Yeah, Fortify. I hope, you know, I can't wait for Volume 3 whenever the fuck that's going to come out. But um, And uh, I think I, want, I would like to see what this... When the, Once they finish Volume 3, I would like to see what... It feels like when you read all three together as one book, I think that would be kind of interesting to see how it flows. But uh, yeah, man, I mean, Jeff Johns, Gary Frank art, man, I mean, you really can't go wrong. It's 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 like a standard four out of five, you know? So yeah, that's good, man. Hold on, I got I got, uh, I got the out of grumps, uh, out of five grumps. Oh, shit. We got, we got two trash cans out of five. Damn. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> <laughs> he gave it too because the art is good. That's it. <laughs> Damn, Grump! That's just grumping, man. That's like hey, that's grumping some, ain't easy. Okay, that's some heavy grumping, man. Yeah. He, he clocks in and he clocks out, baby. Yo, when you ever see Grumps do a thumbs down emoji, you could feel it in your soul when yeah. he does that. Man. <laughs> like you're there. Yeah, like he's there. Like he was born to hit that button. I just assume he's also shaking his head at the same time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's had two garbage cans out of five. SMDH, boy. You can't say it this week because big old Trunks made it on a Thursday, so can't say it this week. Where the fuck is Legends of Lego Batman? I don't know. I mean, you know, uh, thanks for listening. Um, Make sure you're reading Earth Earth 1 Volume 2. Go and give us, uh, you know, follow us. We are on iTunes, SoundCloud. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, subscribe, give us a like and comment what you think of the show. Oh, cheers. I, I, I like the first one better. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, thought you were, I thought you were going to say, where the fuck is the grumpler? Oh, <laughs> shit. That's a dunk right there, boy. <laughs> Dude. <'Cause> he... <laughs> I hope you recorded that one. That was yeah. a good one. This, running. Oh, this episode was sponsored by Hawthorne Wipes and the Homer's yeah. Out of This World Waffle. <laughs> good shit. Yeah.